Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking with the associate conductor of Vocal Lessons, G. Philip Schultz III. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Emily. How are you? It's good to have you back, as always. It's been a pleasure to speak with you and check in with you over the course of this pandemic, really, is is when we've connected the most and uh, hear the progress of the choir and, and how you're all adjusting to the way things are right now. And one of the things you're going to do is take your Witness program online. First of all, tell us about the uh, Witness school program. Absolutely. Well, Vocal Essence Witness started over 30 years ago as a way that we could help to celebrate the contributions of, you know, African Americans and those from the African diaspora to our shared cultural heritage here. And the school program has, you know, historically involved teaching artists uh, in the community like Ginger Commodore and T. Michael Rambo, folks of that nature. Uh, We have eight of eight fantastic artists on the roster. And we build a curriculum and we go into the schools and teach workshops around a theme and there's a big concert at Orchestra Hall. Uh, and so this year we wanted to be adaptive knowing that many students are learning in different ways. And we wanted to give teachers the most flexibility possible. So everything is entirely online. And we're in the process of creating this curriculum and these workshop videos with uh, workshops, rather, with a series of interactive videos. It's really exciting. Yeah, no kidding. And and honestly, it's got to be such a blessing for teachers to have just one day where they don't have to be in charge of the digital lesson for that day. I just think that's so amazing that organizations like you are still uh, working to help students learn during these times. Especially now with, you know, we we have this, you know, the, the pandemic of COVID-19, right, which has just caused so much trauma that we don't even know how to talk about yet. We can't unpack it yet because we're in the midst of it. But then the resurgence of the racial inequities, you know, the way that that has really come front and center again this, this summer um, also meant that we had to speak out and address it. And so our theme this year is music of, of music and social movements and how music and the arts have always played a role in advancing movements of social change. So we're looking from you know abolition through the civil rights, voting rights, um, all of those time periods up till now with the Black Lives Matter movement and beyond, how music plays a part in helping us to create change. And yeah, so we knew we had to create something this year. We just couldn't be silent. That was not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about some of the artists you'll be, uh, some of the composers, musicians, uh, African-American artists that you'll be featuring this year. Yeah, so the music this year really is uh, different in the sense of because we're focusing exclusively on uh, social change movements, uh, we're looking at some of the songs that sometimes have an author that we know, a composer that we know, Mm -hmm. um, and then other songs don't have composers. So we go back to songs like Ain't Gonna Let Nobody Turn Me Around or the gospel song, Come On, Come On, Come On, Don't You Want to Go, which then turned into Come On, Come On, Don't You Want to Vote, you know, a song that was uh, used by the voting rights movement to affect change. So it really is fascinating. We've got songs from the the, the Freedom Riders that we are working with, uh, the Ballad of the Lunch Counter. Uh, There's so many different things that we're uncovering that aren't widely known that we're going to use as a part of this movement, as well as 
thinking of some of our modern artists, uh, the song that John Legend and, and Common made popular, Glory, you know, from the movie Selma, is one of those that comes to mind where we're, we're being able to mix in hip hop and elements of modern music making with pieces that harken back to events from 50 years ago. So, yeah, some of our Sweet Hunting the Rock, you know, the names that we know and love that have been doing this activism for years will creep up. Several pieces from the, the Negro spiritual tradition um, will creep up as well, as well as a lot of unfamiliar or I should say less than familiar pieces to the majority of the public. Sure. Now, you spoke about music's ability to advance social change. And of course, it also helps to build relationships, and which is a part of that, and also heal. And you talked about the trauma of COVID-19 and how, uh, you know, music like this can help people feel better. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's something that I'm really passionate about. The, the reason that I, I stay a professional musician who works in the sphere with you know kids through professional singers is because of music's ability to really help us nurture community we have a unique opportunity through the songs that we sing the lyrics the melodies to engage in thoughtful conversation but also to let that music you know the sound waves themselves do something to our bodies to lower anxiety and to release toxins and to help us feel better uh, and so this is part of what we're using this this time with. We have several of our artists, uh, Roxanne Wallace, Carla Nwege, and Patricia Brown are three of our teaching artists who are movement specialists, dance specialists, if you will. And they are focusing their workshops on how our bodies provide ways of healing, using our bodies to get this sense of sankofa, as it's called, um, somatic healing. Uh, and just getting the kids to move and to breathe and to be intentional about how the postures they take, uh, the way they use their bodies can be a part of contributing to healing and release and wholeness. So I'm very excited to see how this, as we're, as we're in the process of creating these videos now, how it's all going to shape together to come back and work together towards really supporting the social emotional learning of our students, the teachers. And Emily, I can also say this year, because it's all online, parents and homeschool programs can also access this information too and, and use it as well. Sure, yeah. So the reach is much farther than it otherwise would have been. I'm speaking right Absolutely. now with the Associate Conductor of Vocal Lessons, G. Philip Schultz III. And Philip, uh, speaking of the choir itself, Vocal Lessons, you're going to start doing some recordings because your concerts will all be streamed this year. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, you, pretty soon we'll be releasing what our concert series is going to look like, but we'll have a very, very affordable and accessible digital concert series with concerts like you expect them to be. They will feature, you know, groups of people singing, but we're also recreating what a concert experience is because you, you, when you are faced with uh, a new circumstance, the response is to innovate and adapt to that medium. So it's not just going to be people standing on risers singing at you for an hour, hour and a half. It's going to be a really a fully experience. We tell a story and uh, you'll hear music. You'll also be guided through a story visually and orally. And then some of the programs will involve sing-alongs as well. So I'm really excited about what we've created.
Mm-hmm. Philip, I know you've spent a lot of time over the summer researching how to make that a possibility. So can you tell us a little bit about some yeah, of the you things know, you learned about pandemic, we uh, how to have a choir on stage and, and singing I dug together. in right away to say that we don't know what we don't know. We, we do know there were some events that caused harm to people where uh, they happen to be a choir. And what we've since learned is that there are many, many factors involved in that. And singing when wearing a mask, we now know how much the mask mitigates the release of aerosols. It's like 60 to 90% of the aerosols are controlled at the source by wearing a mask. So once those studies came out, uh, that mask wearing is essential and then finding the right distance. So we stand about eight to 10 feet apart in all directions because six feet is the cloud within which you uh, have the, the the aerosols being able to move, being in the right mm. ventilation, the right amount of air circulation, um, all of those factors. It's kind of a multi-layered approach. Once we were able to get that scientific information, then we could go to work creating a model that allows us to use smaller ensembles of singers, eight to 12. We rehearse for a very limited amount of time on site and we move among different spaces so that the rooms can recirculate the air. Uh, We have very strict policies and procedures and protocols. We call it our covenant of care around when you can come to rehearsal and when you can't. You know, everyone is temperature checked and using hand sanitizer and wipes and all of these things, we we have a model where we can now engage and sing together again. And it's so beautiful uh, to just even from eight to 10 feet apart to hear these groups harmonizing and doing what they do so well together again. And the one thing we decided, though, was we didn't want to go the extra step of bringing an audience into the same space this year. Um, maybe with a little more time and a little more knowledge, we can get back to that live in-person inside singing. But for now, I think it's just fabulous that we can actually have our groups together again. So our 120 voice one ensemble of chorus members, the volunteer chorus, they've been divided into six different groups. And so there'll be a chamber ensembles as well. It's very exciting, Emily. Yes, it is. I'm so glad you'll be back together singing again and that we can all uh, watch it. And uh, Philip, before we go, I I just want to remind folks that the reason that you and I are talking today is about mostly about the Witness Program, which is your uh, school educational program to highlight the contributions of African-Americans to the culture. Uh, Just final thoughts about that before we have to go today. Yes, I would say go to the Vocal Essence website, vocalessence.org, and in early October, you'll see us beginning to post some of this information. And you can also witness how we are transforming the entire organization during this time to continue to provide our students and our communities with ways to sing together and be inspired through music together. Associate Conductor of Vocal Essence, G. Philip Schultz, always a pleasure to speak with you. I've uh, loved catching up with you over the summer, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you, Emily. Take care. Be well.